was saying, Lord, should I spend Sunday service dealing with this topic that I'm dealing with about living an abundant life? And the Lord said to me, have everyone who is saved and delivered stand on their feet. And when you look around and see that everyone's saved, why are you still preaching a message of salvation? What my people need to know is how to live life abundantly. So you follow what I'm telling you to do and don't worry about what others are thinking. Somebody say amen. So I want to continue with our, our lesson, Live Your Best Abundant Life. And as you know, our, our theme scripture, and, and Sister Sherry talked about it earlier, St. John chapter 10, and uh, it's talking about, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. And the three points that we always deal with before we get started is, first of all, to learn something new, sometimes you have to unlearn some old things. I am grateful for my Christian heritage. I bless the Lord that I grew up in the church. Somebody say amen. amen. It has brought me this far, and I don't know where I would have been without my foundation in the church. And then sometimes as we continue to go further in God, we've got to unlearn some things because we're in a new day and in a new season. doesn't mean we leave the principles uh, and the tenets of our faith, but we have to understand that there's some things we must do differently. Secondly, we're not going to get a windfall of money. The issue is, if you want an abundant life, and I'm going to deal with this this morning, it's something you've got to work for. And then lastly, never stop dreaming and what? Setting goals. All right. Lesson three, live your best abundant life. Today, I'm going to talk about best. And for the next week or so, this is going to be what I'm going to deal with. The Lord said, I don't want you just to have abundant life. I want you to have the best abundant life. Father, we thank you, Lord, once again for your goodness and kindness. We thank you for this opportunity to share the words of life. Let us receive and let us go forth in victory. In Jesus' name, amen. When we talk about best, we're talking about uh, of the highest quality. The Lord said in the scripture in Ecclesiastes, whatever you do, what about it? Do well. For when you go to the grave, there will be no work or planning or knowledge or wisdom. I've stressed that over and over again. When you die, it's over. So while you're living, you must take the action. Whatever you do, do well. Do it with excellence. Do it to get the best results. Do it unto the Lord with all of your might. And if the Lord wants us to live abundantly, then we must live our best. Somebody shout best best abundant life. Growing up, there were some classes we prayed that the teacher would grade on a curve. <laughs> See, somebody don't know what I'm talking about. But there was always that smart one who would hit that 99 or 100 or whatever and messed up the curve. But, but we've got to be that one that for our life, we cannot be satisfied just getting 75%. We can't be satisfied with just passing. We can't be satisfied if I can, ooh, there were some classes, Lord, if I can just get a B minus, I would be grateful. No, no, no. The Lord is saying, I want you to live your best abundant life. 
How many have been blessed even from the beginning of this series of teachings that we've had? And I'm praying that it's going to have a impact. I'm already getting testimonies. People are, somebody walked in today and somebody said, the, I just got a new car that somebody gave me. They've been needing a car and somebody just gave them a car. I'm talking about a good car. I wish somebody hearing me. I'm looking on Facebook, finding folk getting ready to get married in Jesus' name. <laughs> the Lord is doing something in our midst. And if you can catch hold of this, one of the things that we've got to, and I keep pounding it, the Lord wants us to be blessed. Don't feel guilty when God begins to bless you. Our mindset is, if I'm saved, I got to be poor. I, gotta, I can't be happy. I can't enjoy life. I can't even smile. The devil's a lie. We got to get out of our mindset that we're supposed to live a life beneath the 100% mark. Come on, come on. Again, this is not about prosperity because you got to work for this. Hallelujah. Stay with me. So, again, when we talk about best, we're dealing with of the highest quality or being the most suitable, pleasing, or effective type of thing. And we're talking about this morning, your life. So it has to be the most suitable life. The most pleasing life. The most effective life. Hallelujah. You know I got my vet. Hallelujah. It's been in the garage for the most part. Because I don't even want no rain to hit it. <laughs> I only take it out when I know it's going to be sunny. Uh. One of the saints, a little older than I am, just a little older than I am, said, ah, oh, that has always been my dream. I wanted a Corvette. And you know what I told him? It's not too late. Come on, get out of your mindset that you cannot have what you've dreamed to have, that you want to have. God is saying, I don't care if you're 72, you can still drive a vet. Oh, and I'm not just talking about brothers either. Sisters, you can have what you want to have. Oh, glory to God. You don't need a man. You can do what you want to do. <laughs> Some sisters ought to shout on that. You waiting for a man to get you something. You're going to be waiting until Jesus comes. The man you're looking for is going to try to take what little you do have. Hallelujah. Somebody said, I'm preaching already. Look at Deacon Rutherford. He got his arms around his wife. Hallelujah. Now, what will cause you, what, was called, what will cause your best abundant life? Your best will only happen with two things. Work for it and with God's favor. I didn't tell the choir what songs to sing. They know the vein I'm in. But that last song about living on top of the world hits it exactly. Favor of God. We cannot control those things that we have no control over. That's where we ask God, give me favor. Hallelujah. And it's the favor of God that'll take you off of one job and give you a better job. Am I telling the truth? Hallelujah. Favor. When you live right, when you do right, when you're obedient to God. Come on. Uh, and again, it's not just about uh, 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 you're fulfilling the obligations of the church like tithing and all of that. We know that's true. Because if you're not tithing, you will continue to struggle throughout your entire life. It's not about how much money you make. It's about the favor of God. 
Favor will give you the blessings. Listen, when you're doing the work of God, when you're volunteering, when you're being obedient to what the Lord says, it gives you favor. I'm walking in favor. I, I said I'm walking in favor. When you put your time, there's an old song we used to sing, put your time in because payday is coming after a while. Look what the proverb writer says. All hard work brings a profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty. There's a lot of folk that talk stuff, but the, the result will not happen until you work. It's not about just talking. You got to do the work. Uh, again, when we consider the scripture in Proverbs twelve eleven, using the NIV version, he who works his land will have what? Abundant food. There it is, abundant. But he who chases fantasies lacks judgment. He who chases lottery tickets He who chases uh, uh, the, the roulette table, blackjack, sugar daddy, and sugar. Okay, hold on. But you got to work. You got to work. And when you work, you'll have abundance. I'm going to share some things with you that's going to blow your mind. And this class or this teaching is especially for those that are 50 and under. And for the next uh, couple weeks, if you can grasp hold of this. Now, it's for everybody. And I'm beyond 50. But if you can, those that are 50 and under, if you can get this. Brian, you hear what I'm saying? If you can get this, Greg, I'm going to share some things. This is just the beginning. The Lord said, take your time. Take your time. The assurance of the scripture is this. Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one. But here it is. And every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. So your reward will be to the amount of labor or work that you've put in. Come on. And the Lord said, I will, Bermisha, I will reward you. And if you put your time in and do the work, you'll be rewarded. You can't hate on somebody who's got blessings. You don't know how much work they put into it. You know, we celebrated Deacon Nunn last week. Deacon Nunn's a blessed man. But he's living off of the reward of his labor. He worked for a company at one of the Fortune 500 companies how many, how many years did you work, Deacon? 35 years. Deacon, in that time, how, much, how many times were you off for like vacation and sick time? Out of 35 years, he was off only three days. Some of you can't go two months without being off for three days. Somebody give God praise. Now, he's living a blessed life because he put his work in. So how can you hate on somebody when he's blessed as a result of the work that's been done? And you've been lazy, expecting somebody to give you a handout. You will be rewarded for your labor. And Sherry, you cannot... 
put a price on favor. Sister Black, you hear what I'm saying? Favor, there is no price. Oh, God. Give me favor over anything else. Favor will open a door for you that you should not walk in. Favor will put you at the top of the list when you should be at the bottom. Favor will call somebody to hire you when you know you don't have the qualifications. Oh, I feel a praise coming on right now. Because when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, hallelujah. Why am I here today? Favor. Mary, you hear what I'm saying? If you're faithful, if you're doing the work, come on. God sees all. We only see you here on Sunday. And you can act like you're the best child of God there is, but we're not home with you when you're trying to light up a cigarette. Talk about you got a pain, so you got to get you some, some weed. And I'm not talking about the medicine weed either. Oh, I don't have, I don't have marijuana. I've got cannabis. <laughs> cannabis. Woo, and you cannabis is too. Hallelujah. Listen. Once you know, remember last week we talked about you've got to determine what are the desires of your heart. Sister Pat, you've got to determine what are the desires of your heart. <sighs> Once you do that, hallelujah. Hear what I'm saying? Determine what is in your heart. You can get you a vet. Come on. I know you are. She said, I am. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm here to stir you up. You hear what I'm saying? Uh, Brother Horton, glory to God. I'm here to stir you up. The, 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 of course, you know, we've been praying for um, uh, the family, a, a deacon and his wife, and they lost their daughter here recently. And they're getting ready to open up their new restaurant. Woo, God. I can't wait till they come and testify. The many doors that were closed and shut and no one would give them the capital, no one would give them the finances, but they never gave up on that dream. And now, and I'm talking about a nice restaurant. I'm not talking about no hole in the wall. Oh, glory to God. So, once you do know your desires, how will your best abundant life come? It'll come through planning. But you make plans with contingencies. Virginia, you've got to be in a position, if my first plan doesn't work out, I have to know what are the contingencies. Thank you, Lord. Plan, plan. And then lastly, after that, prepare, strategize. I'm preparing for stuff five years from now. I know there's something in my life God wants me to do, but I can't really focus it now fully because of my role as a pastor. There's some things God will call you to. You got to know the timing. Hear what I'm saying? You got to know the timing. Because while you're ready to jump out there, have you fully prepared? I know the Lord has put some things in me. And what, I've been, what have I been doing? I've been preparing, putting plans in place. I pray that I'll reach the opportunity to bring it to pass, but I'm not going to rush 
and do something that could affect me personally. In the name of God called me. Sit down. Prepare for the time. And I'm not just talking about the spiritual side, the ministry side. You've got to even prepare in your natural life. And as I get into this lesson, hear me. Litany, you and others who are 50 and under will be able to appreciate because we've not had this teaching, look, not in the church and not even in our families. And certainly not in the school or our, our, our educational background. My people are destroyed. Not about being saved, just destroyed from having life because you don't always have the knowledge. Stay with me. Plan. Then prepare, prepare. You can never prepare enough. You must prepare. And then lastly, you've got to what? Produce. You've got to do the work. So you must plan, prepare, produce. Plan, prepare, and produce. If you try to produce before you've prepared, you'll end up in chaos. But I'm telling you, the Lord is saying, be blessed. Hallelujah. Sister Jones, when I look at you, you're a blessed woman of God. You're a blessed woman of God. And you're you're blessed not just because you're married to Deacon uh, Jones, but that's, that has helped you. Hallelujah. But you're blessed. You have gone through cancer how many times? Two times. She's had cancer. And each time God has delivered her. Look at it right now. I wish somebody... I say give God praise I say give God praise you might need this praise for yourself your family members but we praise God hallelujah and I remember going to the hospital the last time that she had cancer. And she'd already went through it once. But you know what? Her faith never wavered. She said, I know God brought me through and he's gonna take me through this time. We're trying to feel sorry for her and she said, don't be feel sorry for me. I know I'm getting up out this bed. When you got favor in your life, Disease can't take you out. Oh, I feel like preaching this morning. Oh, hallelujah. Don't play with this, but you can't lay hands on just, just point at somebody and say, be blessed and be healed. Y'all didn't say it like you mean it. Look at somebody and tell them, be blessed and be healed. And just in case you're around a non-believer, look to yourself and put your hands on yourself and say, be blessed and be healed. Now receive your blessing. Receive your healing. I like, that's right, that's right, Brenda. Receive it. Hallelujah. 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 Hey, receive it. 
You pronounce the blessing from your own mouth. You got the power. You declare, I'm blessed. I'm healed. I came in the church today. Somebody said, how are you feeling today? I said, I am sorry. I'm so sorry. But I'm feeling great today. And they had the same reaction because sometimes people want you to feel bad like they feeling bad. But the devil is a lie. I don't care what you're going through. I'm sorry, but I'm on top of the world. I'm on top of the world. Woo! I refuse to let you bring me down. I didn't say everything is going the way I wanted to go, but you know what, Deacon Alexander, I'm still on top of the world. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Is anybody with me on top of the world? Terry, are you with me on top of the world? Uh, I'm sorry. You wanted me to say, oh, pray for me, woe is me. I'm feeling great. <laughs> Hallelujah. I got a new mindset. Every day I wake up, I'm saying, thank you, Jesus, for another great day. Somebody didn't wake up this morning, but God, you've been good to me. Woo, Brother King, hallelujah. Heal in the name of Jesus. Oh, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Who would think you can get happy of a lesson like this? But the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. God, don't start nothing. Don't start nothing. Now, I got a whole lot that I got to discuss. I certainly will not be able to get through all of it today. Remember our second point. We're not going to receive an overwhelming blessing of money. We're $6 million inheritance. That would certainly be nice. But, but money in itself is not the answer in itself. You know what I'm talking about. Money in itself is not the answer. But what the Lord will give us are tools, supplies, and instructions. And if we use the tools receive and know how to take the supplies and follow the instructions we'll be blessed now I'm going to come back in future lessons and deal with this but I, I and this is where I was struggling with the Lord Lord should I do this on a Sunday he said do it money is a tool this is a famous quote by Ayn Rand. Money's only a tool. It will take you wherever you wish, but it will not replace you as the driver. And it's not about how much money you receive. It's understanding what to do with the money that you have. Stay with me. And I, I got to, um, my, 
can you believe it? My time is almost up already. But, but let me hit these last few points. Is that all right? Because this is very important. And just the beginning of what I'm sharing with you about those especially who are under 50. There's a difference between wealth and income. Get, get, get this. Because oftentimes we're worried about the income, but it's a big difference between wealth and income. Income is the amount of money a person receives on a regular basis. So, $300 a week, or $2,000 a month, or $36,000 a year, that is your income. But that is not your wealth. Please, please. I hope this opens our eyes because I'm going to share some statistics with you that's going to be uh, devastating. Wealth, then, on the other hand, is the sum total. Deacon Broderick Crawford, you hear what I'm saying? Wealth is the sum total of a person's cash, savings, investments, and net assets that especially can be given as an inheritance. That's wealth. Wealth is the sum total of your money, your cash, your investments, your assets. It's not your income. There's a lot of people, they've got a, a high income, but they have no wealth. That gets me back to it's not what you make. It's how you use with what you do make. When I've looked and seen um, entertainers, athletes, others who have received great income but ended up in bankruptcy because they didn't have a plan. So it's not always about, can I get more money as a salary? Lord, give me wisdom on how to use what I receive until you bless me to the go to the next level. It's not always about more money. It's more Wisdom. Hear what I'm saying? Oh, if I can just get more money. You got more money and you're in worse debt. Got no money saved. No assets. Because it's not, it's, it's the wisdom. Stay with me. Now, look what the scripture says. When a good man dies, he leaves an inheritance, that's wealth, to his grandchildren. Hallelujah. But when a sinner dies, this is where we get that scripture, his wealth is stored up for the godly. All oh, the, the, the wicked have got their wealth stored up for the godly. But wait a minute. You forgot the first part of that scripture. Because the first part of that scripture says, a good man will have an inheritance not for his children, for his grandchildren. Now, don't anyone feel bad. Because I'm, I'm going to ask some questions. Stay with me. I'm going to ask some questions. When, like me, if your parents or your last parent died, I'm going to ask you some questions. Here's the questions I'm going to ask. When your parent 
or your last parents died, did they have insurance to take care of their burial expense? I didn't ask you to shake your heads. I just asked you a question. Uh Uh-oh. Did they leave you any cash money? Did they leave you stocks, bonds, or annuities? Did they leave you a card, not with payments, that that was paid for? Because if you get the car, you got to take over the payments. And did they leave you a home or any assets? Stay with me. Did your parent who died, the last one, did they leave that to you? First of all, did they even have insurance to take care of their burial? Or did the family have to scrounge around to find and ask money to take care of them? Did they leave you any cash money specifically for you? Did they leave you stocks or bonds? What, what are stocks? Did they leave you a car that was paid for? Or a home or any assets? Now, listen, you who are parents now, if something would happen to you and you don't make it tonight into to the next day, the same questions are being asked to you. So right now, do you have insurance to take care of your burial? Now before y'all just shaking, yeah, yeah, my mommy left me this, yeah, my dad. Now, where are you at in that spectrum? Do you have any cash money saved up? You hear what I'm saying? Glory to God. Uh, come on, just help. Uh, just help. Uh, she's, she's, in, she's, she's been blessed, so, so she's, she is just rejoicing. Hallelujah. And you don't know how blessed she is. So, uh, so again, before you make any judgments, Before you make any judgments, you don't know how blessed she or what she's gone through. Because a lot of times all that has brought her to where she's at right now. Oh, y'all don't want to hear me. And God blessed her with somebody good. Some of y'all still looking. She had hers. Hallelujah. So, again, you who are parents now, I don't care how old you are, if you have a child, the same questions are being asked to you. Whether you're 65 or 25, right now, do you have insurance that will take care of your burial? Do you have money laid up for your children and grandchildren? Do you have any stocks or bonds? Ooh, got real quiet. Do you have a car that you can give to your children that's paid for? Or a home or any other assets? See, a few minutes ago, we were speaking in tongues. We were rejoicing. But this is where the rubber meets the road. This is the definition of abundant life. 
Because it's not just about you in your life, but what are you doing for wealth to your offspring? That's why the Lord said, deal with this, Glenn, so that we can break some generational curses. We can deal with some issues that we were never taught or know about. I was the first in my family to receive a four-year degree from an accredited university. Not one of those things you, you know, you send off for. My dad, who grew up in Alabama during Jim Crow laws and times, uh, did not graduate and went into the Navy. My mom had some uh, college but never graduated. So I became the first in my family to have an education, a degree. So of course, Angela and I made sure that our children have degrees. And I've already established a college fund for my granddaughter. And of course, of course, Dave and Amaris, they are excellent parents. They've, they've got their own funds. So she's going to be doubly blessed, triple blessed, because she got paternal grandparents and maternal grandparents. But I'm just saying, I was the first one. See, back in my day, some of y'all can relate, coming from Youngstown, Ohio, other places like that, still, you can leave school, get a good job in the steel mill, General Motors, four, and live a very comfortable middle-class life. And that's what we saw the wave of, of Deacon Relaford's generation that moved from the south to Chicago, Detroit. They left the south for a better life. And of course, we did not have the same opportunities. We were already, as African-Americans, behind the eight ball and other minorities. So it was just a struggle to live. But you know what? Some of our grandparents and forefathers had a greater awareness because they left some of us with acres of land in the South that we squandered. Am I helping somebody today? Now this, I got to close, I got to close, but look, I want to show you something. Why, Calvin, this is so important because it's not just only about your income. I was fascinated by these statistics. This is according to a New York Times article written by Emily Badger. She one that follows urban issues. She worked for the Washington Post, New York Times. So this is legit. With income, black families earn $57.30 for every white family's $100. Almost half. But look at that next statistic, dealing with wealth. And this goes back to those same questions that I asked before. For every $100 in white family wealth, black families hold just $5.04. So, so, and, 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 and I'm, I'm getting ready to conclude. Just, just do something softly here. Just remind me. I'm going to be hitting on this very hard. Because 
when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. I praise God for saving me. We have made it through some horrible times. And the odds were against us that we were survive. But the Lord is saying, I don't want you just to survive. I want you to live. I want you to live your best. And it has to start today. Look what the Lord said. Peter had some issues with Jesus. Remember, Peter was a businessman. He was in the fishing business. They, they had a, a conglomerate of, of ships and fish. They had a business. But when Jesus came, they left everything to follow Jesus. And Peter challenged Jesus. He tried to regain some initiative. I'm using the message version. Jesus, Peter told Jesus, we left everything we owned and followed you, didn't we? For every $100 in white family wealth, black families hold just $5.04. Aren't we the people of God? Aren't we the blessed people of God? I said, aren't we the blessed people of God? Aren't we children of the king? Aren't we anointed? If that's the case, is God pleased with this? But he's saying, I'll give you the tools the supplies, the instructions, but you've got to do the work. Peter, we left everything we owned, Jesus, and followed you. Look how Jesus responded. Yes, said Jesus, and what did he say? You won't regret it. No one who has sacrificed, put this in your spirit, write this scripture down, because this goes against what we've learned. This goes against what we've been taught. This goes against everything we have laid a foundation for. No one who has sacrificed home Spouse, brothers, and sisters, parents, children, whatever, will lose out. Read with me. What does it say? It will all come back multiplied many times over in your lifetime. There's nothing you have sacrificed that God will not bless you and give it back to you multiplied in this lifetime. And then what the bonus of that's not what we've been taught. We got to wait to the by and by. Our reward will come when we die, when we get to heaven. That's not what Jesus told Peter, who made the ultimate, Mia, you hear what I'm saying? Who made the ultimate sacrifice. They left their business and started working in the church. But you see, when you start working for God, when you turn your focus upon him, then it's not the priority of what you make. Your satisfaction 
is doing the work of ministry. And God said, you'll be blessed and multiplied in this many times over in this life. Somebody give God praise in the house. Hallelujah. I said give God praise in the house. If you receive this and it's been a blessing, give God praise. Hallelujah. In future lessons, I'm going to deal with, especially you who are 50 and under, you can't even imagine our phantom retiring. But the way things are going, and I'm not trying to be a, a, a prophet. Ooh. I really question whether there'll be social security by the time you retire. And I'm going to break that down for you, which means you got to prepare now for what's coming. Father, we thank you, Lord. We're grateful for your blessings. We thank you for this lesson. Thank you, God, for helping us to understand we must live our best abundant life. Oh, God, help us to learn to use the tools and the supplies that have been provided and follow your instructions and your leading through the Holy Spirit that will work and receive the reward that we justly will deserve. Now, Lord, you're speaking to somebody today. Help them to say yes to your will. In Jesus' name, amen. If there's somebody today who's heard the words of life and you might not be where you should be in Christ and you're ready to make a change, come on down here right now. We've got these ministers who will pray with you, who will counsel with you. Just come. And say today, I'm ready to change my focus. I'm ready to yield myself to everything that the Lord has for me. Come wherever you're at. We'll pray with you. Glory to God.